ドゥルルルルドゥルルルル That's your cue. Hi, I'm the pine. And I'm the water. And you're listening to a cup of tea. A Far podcast about exploring life <laughs> through each other's eyes. Well, sharing a cup of tea with you. I was about to drink tea and then like, we're sharing mm-hmm. a cup of tea with you. I saw that. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Like getting ready to talk. What are you, know? you drinking? Um, uh, green tea with mint. Hey. Sense. Meh, you. <laughs> you are. I'm bad. drinking chai. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming from a mile away. I mean, it was right there. It was mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, since our tea is very meh today, apparently. Apparently. We can move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to and address the fact. That you're not here. I am not there. I mean, whatever. Indeed. You're not here. Yeah. She does not care at all. Not She's even She's not going to miss me. Nope. She's been saying that for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Whatever. Yeah. I'm might... just over there. Just my stay here. Yeah. We're going to dissolve the pan and water company. There's going to be the water company. <laughs> the <pine> <laughs> company. <laughs> sure thing. Um, yeah. Um. But no, so yeah, I'm here. I've been here. And by here, we mean Querétaro. <laughs> in Mexico, um, yes. Yes, in Mexico for three days. I guess this is the third day. I guess. Yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Today's a Tuesday. Um, Not that you have any way of knowing, I guess. Um, I'm not wearing red, so. I mean, I am, yeah. you just can't see it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yes, I've been here for three days. And actually, so, because I, and like, school ended. Mm-hmm. And then I decided with my dad and, I don't know, just, like, life in general that I was going to come back here after classes were done for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my plan was kind of uh, to come here and just, like, be here for a vacation and then go back to Vancouver. But what I usually do is I have a night layover in Houston and I stay with my mm-hmm. aunt and uncle. But mm-hmm. this time I was like, nah, fuck that. Let's just go directly. So we went to a Cinco de Mayo uh, thing downtown. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like uh, keep going. Like I'm just going to pull an all lighter and fly out. The next morning, be at the airport at 4 a.m. And it's going to be fine. Yeah, that was your plan. so we went out downtown. We went back to your place where I stayed over. Like, I genuinely thought I would be able to, like, lay down for a bit. Not fall asleep because then that was dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> but um, just, you know, chill there for a bit. But no, it was actually so fast. And it, it was so funny to me when you were like... I was scared that you were going to be there when I opened the door. <laughs> when, what do you mean? Like you told me the next day that you were worried that you were going to find me in the oh, in yeah. couch. Yeah. Um, Because, no, no, no. Like I took a shower. Then I was charging my phone and my watch. Um, 
packing like the rest of my stuff because I still had some things that I had outside of the suitcase. Um, mm -hmm. And then it was three in the morning already. And I was like, and well, I mean, I guess I could wait like 20 minutes or something and then get the Uber because that's going to be like 25 minutes to get to the airport. So that should be fine. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the the funniest thing was that the thing that I totally I was trying to not make any noise. But then mm -hmm. I guess I succeeded or you were just very deeply asleep because you didn't hear anything. So I was like, yeah. I know that was so, so because I mean, to be fair, I was really tired. We went yeah. out dancing. I drank a little bit. And and I, mostly I think it was just that I was really, really tired. And I was out like a log. I didn't even like got up to pee in the middle of the night. So that's saying a lot. And in the morning, when I woke up to pee, I was like, oh, like part of me was afraid that I was going to open my door and you were going to be on the couch asleep. And I was going to be like, what the fuck? You lost your plane. But then <laughs> I came out and you weren't there. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't even hear her go out. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. I was low-key scared of, of forgetting something. Because I was like, okay, I mean, I can come back into the room. I mean, into the apartment if I have mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. But I can't get into the building again if I forget something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, no, I got everything. Anyway, so I got here. Everything was fine. My dad and my grandma picked me up. Um, it was so freaking hot in here. Like, <laughs> I was expecting it to be hot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was getting used to, my dad was mocking me, saying, oh, yeah, your summer, quote-unquote summer, is like 20 degrees. What are you yeah. even talking about? And I was like, yeah. yes, but that is nice. Nice. Here's it like 30. Nice. Yeah. Which I'm like melting. <laughs> but anyway. So, um, we came over here. Uh, I remember what um, one of our friends said to me. Uh, a porv who was like, eat everything. Aww. And I was like, oh, sure, I will. I will just go slowly, though, because I don't want to die. And that happened to me over Christmas that I came yeah, back and I, I ate like, a bunch of stuff and I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so lesson learned over there. But then yesterday, the thing, the thing was, okay, so this time wasn't like December when I was sort of um, dying to come back, mm. you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can't wait to go back and see my friends and do this and do that. This time was more like, what am I, what am I going to do here? Like, I genuinely had to remember that the, the main reason for coming was the car thing. Mm. And so I was wondering, like, okay, what am I going to do here? Okay, I'm going to see my friends. I'm going to see my family. That's all cool and dandy. We're going to work. She's going to keep working. Pockets. Yes. Um, but then I was like, what, what else? You know? Because mm. also, I think there's a lot of stuff that I can't just go back into what I did before in terms of I can't go back to dancing because, mm. I mean, I could, but things are different. You could so, go to a couple of classes, couldn't you? Just for yeah, the fun I could by, But I don't know. I, I think all the, lever, the, all the levels now are more beginner because mm. the older girls are in a different school now. So I don't mm. know. Um, I can't go back to my gym because I, I, I would have to pay for like a full month again and like enroll 
in it again. <laughs> so it's like, am I gonna wow. like do that? I don't know. And then I thought there's another couple places that I could just drop in for mm-hmm. a couple classes, which I guess mm-hmm. I would be cool. Um, I also I was thinking of um going somewhere else that I thought it was the same thing. Like I could go, but mm, I'm like I'm not gonna be here a full month. I don't know what the process is anymore to do it, so mm, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's like very. I do feel like a visitor now mm. here, and it's kind wow. of wow, wow. I know. Wow. Yeah, I find that incredibly interesting. I know, right? What is that like? It's so weird. It's kind of why. So yesterday, we were chatting. We were mm-hmm. FaceTiming. As we and did. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's a mirror right in front of me. I can see it right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, where there's a mm-hmm. bunch of post-its. Post-its. With Thanks. cute quotes um, and like, stuff that I used to read or find that I liked. Or at some moments in life where I needed motivation like stuff to remind myself to like there's three posted that just say just fucking do it <laughs> you know <laughs> um yep, so i was yep. looking at them and i was like man i mean there are some that i do still like others that i feel like i've very much adopted and now are a part of how i think about stuff mm-hmm. and like that i've sort of internalized mm. and i don't have to think about it anymore which i think is the goal you know right. when, when you write something that you kind of want to remind yourself of so it felt like, mm, is it mission accomplished then? Am I the person that I sort of set out to be when I wrote these post-its? Mm-hmm. And so it was very, Ooh, I like a that. moment to like question myself, like where I was Ooh. when I wrote that, who I am now, where mm. am I going now? And then I thought of, am I going to take them down? And mm. what am I going to write next? And I know that I always keep writing these. and. I think I started when my dad gave me the, like, seven habits of successful people or, Mm -hmm. like, the teenager version of that. (laughs) Um, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Of of successful teenagers? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So there's a bunch of that are, like, I don't know. I have a huge one that I can read here that's, like, one one day at a time and Mm -hmm. the just fucking do it. And there's one about, there's one, it's not a reminder, it's more of a quote that mm-hmm. says something like, memories are something that happened but didn't completely unhappen. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like that. And so I was thinking about it and kind of getting sad, you know, mm-hmm. thinking of those mm-hmm. things of like, because some are super old, some like are high school old or something. Others are wow. newer. Some are from when I was, like, heartbroken and depressed. And others are from, I don't know, highlights of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was lying in my bed just thinking, this is so weird. Like, that thing of, I feel like a visitor in my house. Mm-hmm. Is it my house anymore? Am I, like, am I actually just visiting? Which I guess I kind of am because mm-hmm. I'll just be here temporarily. I mean, and you do feel... still kind of have your room. Like, it's different than yeah. your brother, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, that is one thing that does set it apart, that I do have my room. Some stuff is not quite the same way that I left it, though. 
because mm. my grandma came inside here like a tornado and just like moved a bunch of stuff around. My desk looks so different. Um, my books have been rearranged. My mm. shoes, like I was so angry when I first got here uh, in December, especially. And now I got more used to it because I couldn't find my shoes. I was like, where the fuck are they? You mentioned yes. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Um, so it is kind of funny. And so then in my sort of depression and weirdness, and it was more and more, not, not just being sad, I was feeling weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, then I woke up, I mean, I got off the bed and I opened Instagram. And that is the thing that I told you, that I saw this quote that apparently um, Warren Buffett said in a conference the other day of, write your obituary and then oh, try to live yeah. up to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you like, did say oh. that to me <gasps> okay that's what I needed to hear and really? that, that's what yeah you know because there's these things though before before leaving to Canada I wrote down I don't think I have it here but so we have I mean we we do have this notebook that you have yours and I have mine where we write a bunch of stuff of worky mm-hmm. stuff right? yes but then Our I also have yes we hoard them basically. Um, and then I also have like my journal, personal notebook where I write stuff like mm-hmm. journaling mm-hmm. and just ideas and stuff. And there's a section of it that has all the stuff that I want for us to have, like goals for a company and stuff. Mm. Um, and I wrote them down when I was first going over there. And I thought, okay this is what I want to do and we're going to be super focused and we're going to do it and everything's going to be great. Um, and I think it's something that, I don't know, I think of ourselves as very ambitious and like we know yeah. what we want to do and we're feeling very creative and we're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was, I, I don't know if I mentioned it before. I feel like I did or maybe I just said it to you off camera. But this thing that I was watching an interview with Maddie Healy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for the Zane Lowe show, podcast, mm. I don't know. And Maddie said this thing about him feeling like he's a visionary. But without mm-hmm. the compliment that the word entails. More oh, more of it, that in a familiar. sense of, I see what I want. I see what I'm yeah, doing. Like, yeah. there's an end goal and I can totally see it right in front of me you know mm-hmm. and kind of yes I, was like, Ooh. I get that yes, yes I exactly see it. exactly so then the 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 phrase the like obituary thing is like man yes i think it's mm. a great thing to do because i'm guessing i mean i don't know i've had conversations with people where they don't know what they want to do with their lives mm-hmm. they're like i don't know i'm just like i'm just gonna get a job and then maybe get married and you know get a house and have kids and that kind of thing and it's very much like they follow the social script because they haven't had the sort of flash of inspiration of doing something that actually interests them mm. or if they have it maybe they've lost it mm. you know or or, or maybe they've, like, they've come to realize that that is what they want yeah that is also a thing but what i mean is like for people that don't know i mean because it's okay like it's totally fair if that is what you want Right, right. We know a couple but, of people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it isn't, when it's more like the default that you right, fall right, into, yes. that's where I was like, hmm, no, let's grant an obituary that we actually want to do. And the I think it 
I just think it's such a cool exercise, you know, to yeah, write it down and think about how you're going to be in the future and try to actually do all these things that you say that you want to do, you know, because I don't know. It's just freaking awesome. I love the idea of it. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm very, very intrigued by the idea and I'm going to write it down. Um, and like the thing is that yesterday, I think, is when I was telling you that I was kind of down yeah. um, out of this like internal drama of, of, you know, it's I feel like I guess it's part of the creative process, but not in the mm -hmm. way like because I feel like mm -hmm. there's a difference between the creative process of having of like uh, how do i explain this so i feel like there's a difference between coming up with an idea for a video mm -hmm. and the creative process i think okay here it is i think i found it i think it's a, a, a short-term creative process versus a long-term creative process and i feel like mm -hmm. partly the the short-term creative process is very just you come up with an idea and you have to find a way to externalize that idea and like a conversation with yourself to have the courage to put that idea outside. Uh, but in a kind of, so to speak, immediate way. But then the long-term one, it's not just having the courage at one point in time. But a continuous courage to keep jumping into the abyss, basically. Which is kind of how I was feeling yesterday. Of, of Because we have all the goals that we have for our company as a company. And it's not just mm -hmm. like, oh, what's the next video going to be? Like, no. Yeah. As you said, we're visionaries. We see the things that we want to yeah. do and who we want to be. And we're trying to do that constantly. So I think I was just, in a sense, emotionally exhausted of the constant leap of faith, of the constant, like, mm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess we're just going to keep doing it. Um, and And... Like, not doubt. I don't want to say that I doubt ourselves. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Just that. Do you feel, do you, do you see the leap of faith thing that I'm saying? Of like, oh, yeah, just the constant leap of faith. Of, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's on the other side of this. I don't know if it's going to work. But we're just going for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just that, I you know. And the obituary thing that you told me was like, I like this. This feels good. This feels right. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, I do feel it in the um, moment of doubt. Mm. In the moments where I'm like, oh, are we, are we really? Are we, are we fucking it up? Are we, or, or maybe not even fucking it up? Because I don't think we're making a mistake. Okay. But what I do think is that there are, and I actually, I was having lunch yesterday with my aunt and I mentioned mm -hmm. this to her of sort of temptations along the way to go 
towards the easy path. Kind of. Uh, because uh-huh, so uh-huh. I'm done with school now, right? Yes. Which means that I now can have a job. I can apply for a job full time. I have a work permit. Um, but do I want to get a job? Because that's going to take 40 hours of my week, mm-hmm, which means mm-hmm. that I would need to work 70 hours a week. I mean, you could do part time like, like me. I mean, I could part time, yeah. But then I feel like there are so many other projects that we want to do that this is like the perfect time to actually not go into another job and yeah start going into I know our stuff more you know kind yeah. of like why why sort of devote my time to other people when i can devote it to myself to like what we want to do our projects yeah and all this stuff so i feel like that is in a way the easy road of going somewhere that is safe mm-hmm. and then this still feels dangerous Still I feel like, like in a sense it's it's a it's a comfortable road. Exactly. You know, more than easy cuz still it it's I don't know that it's particularly easy to have a job that you're not passionate about. And not to say that mm. you would have a bad job, you know, cuz like my side job at the retail yeah. store is is nice. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that thing that I said of like I just want a good place that I'm happy to come to, be of service, and and that's it. Like I don't need a career out of this job, right? That's what that's the thing yeah. that I said, and and I have that, um, but still, it's it's ah, it's that difference of the days that I don't have to go to work there and I'm working here. There mm-hmm. is still a hustle. Even though it's yeah. like, oh, it's your passion. And if you love the thing that you do, it's not work. Like, I know where you're coming from, hypothetical person, whoever said this. <laughs> but there's, there's still, you're, you're still putting in the hours and the effort. Yeah. And even though you're enjoying it, like, you know, at least me, this is my experience. Sometimes when I'm in the third or fourth hour of editing a thing, it's like... <laughs> I'm almost done. Just gotta keep doing. Yeah. And that's very different from being at the retail store in my sixth or seventh hour of the day and being like, please be over. (laughs) (laughs) However nice the people are, however happy the customers are, still, like, just be over. I want to go home. Um, So I wouldn't quite say that it's easy because either way you're, you're putting in time an effort mm-hmm. um but i do think that it's comfortable in in a in a comfort some kind of way you know even yeah. if you don't like the job then like someone can be like what do you mean it's comfort like it's horrible i don't like this job well yeah but you're there because you kind of you kind of need to be there and and it's mm-hmm. in a way this this comfort zone because it's a steady job it's a steady yeah. income it's you you know that you're gonna get a it paycheck pays the bills exactly which yeah. is partly why i have to do it and that's the thing of like if you you personally you yourself the water don't have that need yeah uh because you have family support 
I'm like, I'm over here just like, just take advantage of that. Yeah, I know. And I and I hope it doesn't sound to other people like, oh, she's taking advantage of her family. She's all grown yeah. up and she's not working. But <laughs> I'm like, I and I hope your dad agrees. I think my mom would agree to some extent if if that was her position as well. Mm-hmm. Of of like just looking at the world that we have right now and the circumstances of the world that we have right now and mm-hmm. what the work life is for millennials mm-hmm. um i feel like they would be you know like yes take advantage of the fact that we as parents can give you this so that you can do something with it so that you can build the thing that you want to and be happy and work yeah. in something that you're passionate about that was actually a bit of a conversation that i had today not with my dad but with gina mm-hmm. his birth uh, friend um slash i don't know co-manager worker (laughs) not i guess she's technically the ceo of the school all right i don't know anyway so how did um, that conversation go she was saying that my dad worries that he's like cuddling me too much (gasps) really in a way like he worries that i won't he doesn't want to me to depend on him Yeah, yeah forever which I get, and and I told her, like, no, that stresses me out, too. Um, <laughs> like, I don't want to be, um, I mean, like, the sort of Nepo baby situation is very comfortable in mm-hmm. a way, but it comes at a cost of, like, mental health. Yeah. Of yeah. being, like, <laughs> the, the stress, like, I'm not making money of mm-hmm. the company yet, or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're can't, depending I would on need them. to have a job, or, yeah, so that yeah. is interesting like it, it's not all wonderful it is quite good because yes it lets me not have to worry about getting a job to pay the bills right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then i don't want to also be in that situation forever you know yeah, so which, yeah which is why like no we have to make this work and i yeah. feel like it's a constant conversation that we've had you know in this in this path of yeah. getting to work and doing stuff with the company and not just our creative projects, but having like our production services as a company for other people Mm -hmm. that want to do like videos, podcasts and stuff, which is what we're trying to get to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it it was an interesting conversation. Like I, well then do you think that he wouldn't agree with what I said about the taking advantage? Yeah, mm. no, no, I think he does. He does because he has told me, like, see, this is a perfect time to you so that you can go. And he haven't he even told me this in a sort of different way because my brother, for example, does have a job. He's working at, in L.A. and all of that. And mm-hmm. I, I think at some point they had a conversation about it of, like, why I am still being supported by my family and my brother isn't. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, well, yeah, but you have a job. You have a house. Like. Well, you don't own your house, but you know, like you're stable and mm-hmm. you are working for somebody else, like you're an employee at a company. Versus you're your, making your own company. Yeah. Versus your sister who is kind of insane and she's making her <laughs> own company, which is really hard. So ask anybody that is an entrepreneur doing their own thing. It's freaking insane. Um, 
And if you can have the luxury of somebody supporting you through that process, well, that makes it a lot easier. Mm. You know, I think it would be different if I was just sort of squandering time and money and just mm. living off my family, like leeching off their mm-hmm, money and mm-hmm. just being. Yeah, you that's know, definitely brat. a different conversation, for right? Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that I think that that like. From what he's told me, mm. there's like sort of an ambivalence to the situation from his side, mm. but not in a like terrible way. Oh, like, oh, this is horrible. You know, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's making right. me think of something that my mom always says uh, uh-huh. whenever the uh, situation calls for it of like, mm-hmm. I'd rather give you guys, and she means like me and my brothers, mm-hmm. money now and support you now rather than you having money when I die. Mm. She's very yeah. into that mentality. And I very recently heard or read about it somewhere. Uh-huh. I think it was in a podcast. I think it was in the Daily Stoic. Um, and he was interviewing... I can tell you because it was very recent. Kelly, something. My Ooh, dog I was is eating my shoe. Stop that. <laughs> That's funny. He's full on biting into my brick and stuff. Oh, so uh, yeah. Um, on the Daily Stoic, he was interviewing Kevin Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an author, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read one of his books or listen to it more like it but yeah i think i i believe again i'm a goldfish so don't don't blame me for it um he was saying something like that of like use your money while you're alive you know he said something like along the lines of your goal should be to die broke which i thought was very Hmm. interesting yeah on the one hand it makes me think of my mom and how she's like you know, in in her very spiritual way of yeah. having God very present in her life, mm-hmm. she she's usually she says to us mm-hmm. that you know God will provide, and as He provides, I will provide for you, and that's why I'm here. And mm-hmm. if I can help you guys, I will help you, and I rather give you money now and support you now and help you out mm-hmm. now that I'm here then just leave you, leave you some when you inheritance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, on the one hand, it reminded me of that. And on the other hand, it reminded me of my dad. Because, and, and it kind of tied it up with a eulogy thing. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that I would say and think about my dad, and not just me, but people, the very few people that I knew mm-hmm. that I knew, that knew him, mm-hmm. um, it it we all kind of knew this of my dad to be true that he lived. You know, he enjoyed mm-hmm. his life, mm-hmm. and that's something that we could all say with certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually kind of did die broke. My mom, on the other hand, would be like, would would tell me before he died a little bit, that he squandered his money. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But on the other hand, you know, like, I, I guess he did have probably some stress ab about money, especially mm -hmm. towards the end of his days. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, tying it up, tying it up with these, the eulogy thing and the podcast thing and, you know, your goal should be to die broke. And I don't think mm -hmm. Kelly, Kevin Kelly means it in a very, what's the word? There's a Caloncho song about this. Hedonista. Hedonista. Yeah. <laughs> in a very hedonistic, hedonistic uh, way. way. I don't think he means it in, in a, oh yeah, it's all about pleasure. Who cares? Mm -hmm. But I do think he means it in, in like, like, don't hold on to it too much. You know, you should use it. You should leave it. Yeah. You should do the things. Yeah, and and I really like what he I I really like that that episode of the Daily Stoic. He's very much into don't don't squander not money but your life. Mm. And I'm getting very into this mindset with the whole. You and I have talked about it a little bit of of how you can always make money but you can't make back time. Mm -hmm. So to yeah. change the mindset from like. Mm -hmm money to value time over money yeah yeah and that's actually something that one of my uncles said to me the other day that he wished he had learned earlier in life mm -hmm. and so he was like i'm glad you know it and i was like oh thank you <laughs> yeah um and and yeah um there was One of those things that at my, the end that I was having lunch with yesterday said to me also uh, uh, some time ago of like, don't worry, don't have that, I don't have money mentality. Mm. Because, I mean, of course, and I'm, I'm, there's a part of me that is very aware that we're talking from a very privileged position where yeah. not a lot of people can afford to see the same thing. Of um, course. And I try to be very aware of that. So in that same, I guess, awareness, um, I do try to be sort of like grateful and keep in mind that I don't have to worry so much about it. And also mm -hmm, mm -hmm. think like it's okay because money does come and go. And there's times when like we've said over, the, I don't know, the past few weeks we've been like oh okay let's not spend this let's not spend that much money because we need to yeah. save and we need to not like not splurge and not yeah. like not follow the very luxurious lives that we're having lately. which our luxurious lives and our splurging <laughs> is basically just getting coffee mm -hmm. going out for food and stuff like yeah. that's our luxurious life that we need yeah. to cut back from. yeah exactly So it's but like it is a luxury. Out. So yeah, um, but yeah, she said this that thing to me of like, don't think in terms of, um, what's the word for that? Like austerity. Not not mm. not she said austerity, but in, like don't think in terms of, um, something Lack. that you're lacking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Think about it as like it comes and goes. And I think that combined with this thing that my grandpa used to do, for example, of if you're buying, if you are out shopping or if you're out on the street or whatever and you see something that you like 
and you can buy it for yourself, just like get it. I mean, don't just, you know, waste money. Yeah. But if it's something that you genuinely like and you can afford it, well, you can get it. Like if it's going to make you happy, you know, like to buy a new jacket or uh, like some thing for your house. Um, and in a very merry condo right. way, I guess, is going to bring you joy. And it's right. not a financial burden on you. Well, see, that's like, the thing. I feel like that's the little asterisk on the thing of like, if you can't afford it, buy it. But if you can't afford it and you're not spending rent money or food money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's like you have all your necessities covered and this is an affordable luxury or not necessarily a luxury, just like something that Expense, you can afford to buy you know? for yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go for it. If you mm. think that because you buy this, then you're not going to have food the next week, then of course don't buy it. Like, that is <laughs> <Buy> stupid. <food>. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like, he said it like, si te gusta, si, what? Si te gusta, te queda y lo puedes comprar, compralo, something like that, you know? That sounds cute. Yeah. Um. So, those are, I don't know, like, things that I guess have never been on that post-it wall. In front mm. of me, but our you've internalized. Yeah, yeah. I feel exactly. like I'm internalizing all of that. I feel like there's stuff brewing up inside, <laughs> kind of like uh-huh. brainwashing and and chip switching and and mm-hmm. you know adjusting things and moving stuff around and it's interesting to. To be aware of of how mm-hmm. we slash me are trying to change the way we see the world and and yeah. change our perception to accommodate the life that we're trying to build and create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Interesting way of phrasing it. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. What part? The like reframing. What was it? Is it your perspective? I think mm-hmm. to accommodate, to accommodate. The life that we want. Yeah, that we're building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of makes sense, but I hadn't thought of it. Like that sounds very theoretical. Yeah. And it, it like it makes perfect sense because yeah, writing posters on the wall it's basically that. Right? <laughs> but it's just like wow, very deep way of like very formal way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. So my 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 mind works in very theoretical ways. <laughs> it's yeah. all about the theory. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. So See, it's been very interesting. This like journey of evaluating the stage of life where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Are we? Are we? Because mm. I was remember that thing that I tend to say of how we are millennials in our own very new. designated stage of life of 
yeah. like the I know what you mean adultez emergente yeah yeah that one I don't know what they like call it in young English because I've never yeah 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 young adulthood <laughs> I I wonder if there's a name for it in English if, if, there, sure there, there must be yeah Let's emerging adulthood emerging adulthood is proposed as a new conception of development for the period from the late teens through the 20s yeah all right i guess so so my point um uh, i i tend to bring this up quite often mm -hmm. mostly because it's what we're doing we're, we're in that stage and it's a little yes. bit of of a the other day i thought it was hilarious Um, it was my boss's, like, birthday? It was my boss's birthday, but not, like, my manager or, or like, my manager's manager, like, the boss at the branch or whatever. It was her birthday, and she came over because, uh, my department gave her a birthday card and whatever, and she came mm -hmm. down, and she was like, oh, thank you so much, it's so nice, whatever. And then she mm -hmm. was leaving, and she said something about her having... A midlife crisis. How old And is she? I mean, she looks young. 40s? Um, is it the one I'm thinking of? I have no idea who you're thinking. If you're thinking about my mean boss, it's not her. Oh. It's not her. I didn't want to it's say her mean boss. boss but it's She's oh, I see. Um, <laughs> or, or I will say this. I don't know if she's purposefully mean. But she comes off <laughs> as mean, for sure. And I'm not the only one to say that. So uh, maybe it's just her delivery. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not her. It's her boss. Okay. Um, but anyway, she said the midlife crisis thing. And, mm -hmm. and, and in a very psychologist, anthropologist, curiosity way, I was like, What do you mean midlife crisis? I didn't actually ask her because I don't have that rapport with her. But mm -hmm. I was very intrigued by what she mm. meant with her midlife mm -hmm. crisis. And I, I, I feel like, of course, we haven't been through a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. I wonder what our generation's midlife crisis is going to be. Mm. Or... Or, hear me out, what if we move that midlife crisis and that's what we're having now? Because I, I imagine... Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Because okay. I imagine that their midlife crisis, again, I imagine because I have no idea, uh, their midlife crisis has to do with the fact that for previous generations, it was a more... Like, more following the path, mm -hmm. you know, and they kind of knew what to do. And I don't know that my boss fits into that generation because I feel like she'd be like an elder millennial. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know that she's that old. Um, okay. But my point is, I, I feel like older generations, like people in their 50s and their 60s, when they had a midlife crisis at 40, mm -hmm. I, I imagine because... They got to that age, they looked back, and they were like, I did all the things, you know? I went to mm -hmm. school, if they were lucky enough to be 
or privileged enough to go to school. I married the person. I had the children. I, I had the job. I did all the things that I was supposed mm -hmm. to do. And somehow I'm not feeling anything. Or, or maybe I am feeling some things, but not all the things that I wanted mm -hmm. to feel or whatever they go through. So I'm wondering if in our own emerging adulthood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then instead of looking back, our midlife crisis or like not our life crisis is mm -hmm. to look ahead and, and, and figure out how to do the thing. Cause, cause we, we've questioned all of this, all, all that's in the checklist, right? We're, we're kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm supposed to do this and this and this and that. And we're kind of like, I don't know that that's what I want to do or that that's the order that I want to do it in. Or, or maybe I want to add some stuff or take out some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I wonder you were going to say something, you know, do you think we're still going to have a midlife crisis at 40? Did we move the midlife crisis and took it to our 20s? Yes, I was going to say, I do feel like that thing happened, not just to me, but to at least three or four of my friends when we left college. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like what we were saying in the Pockets episode about... The adulting, adulting episode? Like adulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because... There's sort of this um, this path that you were told to follow, and then there's going to be a promised land of adulthood mm -hmm. at the end of it. And you go, you do the path, you walk the school years and all that, and you get to the promised land, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is not what I <laughs> what was- What shitty like, promised land is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is false advertising. Um <laughs> So then you have to, and not everyone, because I do think that not all of my friends went through this mm. questioning phase of what the fuck do I do with my life now? Mm. Um, but for the people that did, that felt like a big, not middle life, but, you know, end of college life crisis. Mm. Of, mm -hmm. And I think it's something that one of us said in the pocket of the, the way was paved until mm. it until wasn't. Until it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I think it's comparable. Mm -hmm. The the because it's like the same sort of setup, you know, like you were told to do all these things and now you've done them. So what's what comes next? What comes next? Yeah. Soon you'll <laughs> see. You'll remember you belong, belong to me. To me. <laughs> Which, for instance, I was watching Mindhunter yesterday and I was uh -huh. like, oh, the king. Kristoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird to think of him as Kristoff, though. I know. While he was catching murderers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, in a way, you know, I do wonder what our, like, maybe in 20 years we'll find out what the midlife yeah. crisis is. Yeah. Or maybe not in 20, you know, maybe it, like, moves on to when we are 50 or something like that. Hmm. Or 60, since we're going to live longer now. <laughs> but well, I am thing... seeing... Uh-huh. 
Well, Do you want to finish your thought? The thing is, I was just like about to bounce it off to this other thing of I'm seeing this pattern of people that are like our parents' age mm-hmm. who are women recently divorced who are now finding their paths in life. And that seems so interesting and cool. You know? So I'm like... Okay, okay. Hold, hold, pin that to go back to Okay. It. Okay. <laughs> Don't sure. forget it. Don't forget it. I pin it. Is I it pinned? It is pinned. Okay. Pinned. There. Very well. Thank you. Because <laughs> um, from, from what I... It's been a few years since I came out of high school and not high school <laughs> i mean even more so but I mean, since yeah, i came out of college years since yeah 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 no but from college and from what i remember you know the, like again the stages of life from eric erickson and there's these different stages like eight or whatever that you go through mm-hmm. in life um which again i feel like that really depends on the population that eric erickson was looking at right but anyway um mm-hmm. And I feel like towards the midlife crisis, is it has a lot to do with this, okay, like I did the things, I did the checklist, and now I kind of don't know what to do with myself, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like we are, to some extent, taking that now of like, oh, I did the school, I did the things. But now that I'm in the promised land, it's like, like, no. So that questioning of, of what am I supposed to do now is what we're having. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's not a looking, I mean, it is, it, it, it actually is. Instead of looking back after the job and okay. the wife and I mean, the husband, the, the <laughs> partner. Um, yeah. the spouse and the children mm-hmm. we're looking back at school yeah, and towards the rest of our lives and being like what do I do now and I guess partly maybe because of the I don't know our millennial experience of, of, of like how difficult it is to get a job how difficult it is to sustain yourself to, to the point where you're questioning if that's what you should do or how to do it. Mm-hmm. And in a very stereotypical way, the generation before kind of just did those things, just the way that mm-hmm. we did elementary and middle school and high school and university. They just kept going. The next thing was the, the marriage and, well, the job and the marriage and the kids. So they just kept yeah. going through their list. But because... We had a harder, we've had a harder time facing the next things on the list. The whole mm-hmm. questioning and the existentialism of our lives and what do I want to do now and who I am. I do think that we are having that midlife crisis as an early life crisis. Mm-hmm. I think we just took it early. Switched it up. <laughs> we, I, yeah. I feel I, that that would be my... My hypothesis right oh, my now. Theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I wonder if that means that we'll be ve- better prepared for 
the next stuff in life, if, if we'll be more aware, taking the next steps in our in our own custom-made checklist mm-hmm. of of this is who I am and this is why I'm doing these things. Yeah, I don't know. That's something that I've been wondering a lot about lately. Really? Sort of, yeah, because I was thinking, okay, so in this sort of way of being that I think the two of us are, some of our friends are too, um, that we're very, um, very self-aware and very much like we're trying to become our very, uh, like better versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like I see that in a lot of my friends and a mm-hmm. lot of people in our generation. But I like I do think that because I have an, an affinity towards that, then I am biased. And so my friends tend to be like that kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about it and I thought, OK, there's this thought, this this idea that we're we're never going to be fully perfect, fully our mm-hmm. best selves. Like we're constantly a work in progress. But then I thought, OK, I'm looking like I'm stopping. I'm looking at myself right now. And I feel like I've already done so many things that I'm like, what comes next? You know, like, what is the next thing that I can improve? And I do see a lot of the stuff that I'm like, I can still work on. But there was a moment where I, like, I stopped and I was like, like this, I, I can check this and this and this and this and this off my list. Mm. Like the, again, the post Like you've made some pro- progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've made yeah. some progress. So I'm good. So, like, I can be comfortable now. That is mm. a little bit of a trap that I feel like I fell into uh-huh, uh-huh, recently. Uh-huh. I see that. But And then I was like, mm, no, no, there's still things that I can work on. There's yeah. still, like, there's still, I, I'm trying to sort of cheat myself into thinking that I've got it every, like, that I've got it all mastered and figured so out. So you stop working true. on stuff and you stop being uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been an interesting thing. The like finding out that I've already done a lot, but then I have to remind myself that there's still stuff to do. And not in like a, because I thought about it in this way, like not to be negative about it, because Mm -hmm. at some point my mind was like, no, it's okay. You got it. You've made it. You can pat yourself in the back. And if you look for flaws, you're going to find them. So stop looking. And I was like, hmm, hmm. Should I you mean, stop looking? Exactly. Should I stop looking? I don't think you're right, self, in saying that <laughs> if I'm going to find... Self? Like if I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm going to, like, if, you know, like, if I want to be look, if I'm going to keep looking, I'm going to find it. Of course, that makes sense. Um, like, I know what you're saying, but it doesn't, like, make any sense. There's always going to be something that you can improve. There's always going to be something that... You can, yeah, change for the better, you know, like whatever. Yeah, but I think it's it's a little bit of of that yeah. yoga thing of of you know some days your body mm-hmm. is more willing to do stuff, some days it isn't, and you just kind of either exercise the yeah the upside of things and and the keep going and 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 do it harder and push yourself. And mm-hmm. some other days you exercise patience and relaxation yeah. and taking it easy, <laughs> you know? So I do really like that. 
of, of like mm-hmm. some days is this, some days is that. And you kind of like work with both sides. Yeah. Take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready for the pin? Sure. We are ready okay. for the pin. Okay. Go, <laughs> the, go, let's go back to the pin. Unpin it now. Okay. Sure. Unpin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, okay. So we've had this conversation about, because we're recording the second season of Pockets. Yes. There has been this person that you wanted to talk to. Um, yes. <laughs> I still need to t- talk and to we them. Need to, we, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so this is the second. Let's say the second. I feel like mm-hmm. there's more, but like right now, top of my mind, there's two women that are in a stage in their lives where they are fifty something. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they're like recently, recently. getting divorced in the middle mm-hmm. of the divorce or something, mm-hmm. and so. They are in this path of finding themselves now in this mm-hmm. new stage of their lives. And on the one hand, from the one that from the woman that I know that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. And she's doing such cool stuff. Um, and because it's my aunt, so yesterday we were having this conversation about um, it was kind of funny because I felt like she was asking me a bunch of stuff, like not interrogating me, but kind of like covering all her bases to make sure that I was okay. You know, Aww, kind of. That's sweet. Um, like sort of checking in in a very mm-hmm. thorough way. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where she asked me something about um, learning to be alone or like be with myself, mm-hmm. I think is how she asked it. Mm-hmm. And she said, because I'm just learning to do that now and i was like oh wow Mm -hmm, oh wow you're telling me that at 50 something you're just learning to be with yourself now and she said that she was having a blast like she was like oh my god no this is amazing i'm loving it it's so much fun it's great but then i was like Mm. holy cow like imagine the opposite like being like living 50 years of your life i don't know how it was exactly for her but like let's say uncomfortable at the thought of being alone by yourself mm. now i'm very, very curious and i really me. want her in a pocket <laughs> sure we can have her in a pocket make it happen we can we can cross promote yes, with please. her podcast because she has a podcast too that's a cool thing that she's doing mm-hmm. um because she's had like a cool career where she's done a bunch of stuff. She's very multi-dimensional in that way. Like mm-hmm. she's done many, many things. And so now she's, yeah, doing a podcast that is doing well. She's, yeah, she's being great at it. Um, learning a bunch of stuff, you know, talking to people, interviewing um, a bunch, a bunch of people. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like that, that, um, sort of finding themselves kind of thing. And I'm curious if it has to do with this thing that we're talking about of where in life you get your quote-unquote midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Your you life know? crisis, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is that I actually started noticing this phenomenon um, mm-hmm. when I was working in the real estate stuff when I was still in college. 
-hmm. because several of my coworkers were uh, women in their 40s and 50s who had had like a very Señora de las Lomas life. Uh, that's how the beaches is it. Um, but just a, a, a trophy wifey kind of life. Um, yeah. Of, you know, they, they had the husband and the husband d was doing the job and bringing the money. So they mm -hmm. had to, uh, sure, take care of the kids and take them here and take them there and like raise the kids. But uh, the the worries of their life, I guess, and this is from a very assumption-y place, uh, was mm -hmm. to hang out with their girlfriends and go to brunches and do things in a very trophy-wifey way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason or, or another, you know, mostly divorced then they were now by themselves and having to figure mm -hmm. out how to do life by themselves mm -hmm. at 40 mm -hmm. and 50 mm -hmm. and i don't know that all of them had a career had a college degree mm -hmm. even if they did again we were in the real estate market because i mean not market but um in in the real estate sector sector uh, because even if they did have a career, Business they were going to start a career mm -hmm. at 40 or 50, like, and in Mexico. So even, even less of a real possibility. That's yeah. why they were selling houses because, or, or land, because that's what actually can give you some money. Um, that's why I was doing it, even though I just graduated college you know and i was a psychologist and stuff mm -hmm. um but i couldn't have had afford my house if i wasn't doing real estate and they mm -hmm. could certainly i mean certainly not take care of their children however mm -hmm. young or grown the children were but like support their family if they weren't doing that and i found it so interesting um, I would talk to a couple of them that they they, they, they were very close to me and they would tell me a little bit of, of it. And I, f I thought it was very awe-inducing in mm -hmm. a sense, but scary. Yeah. Like I was amazed at them and th at the fact that how could they have lived their lives And now be put in this position, in this situation. Like, there's a part of my brain where it doesn't compute. And I think it, it's also <laughs> due to privilege. Uh -huh. And maybe, you know, the fact that up until now, the whole like, oh, yeah, I will marry and have children and be a wife wasn't really <laughs> my cup of tea. Um, mm -hmm. But also, again, you know... They're from a different generation. My mom's from a different generation of like, that's what you did. You went to school if you could. You married a guy. You had kids. The guy went to work. Even one of my aunts has like, I don't know, three degrees in like microbiology or like biochemistry or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And her husband was like, 
you can't work. No working for you. And she didn't. It's she so didn't. Up. It is like very the you fucked can't up. To work thing. Ugh. Ugh. Don't even get me started. I know. I know. And like, I don't know if fortunately or unfortunately, they're still together. So my mm -hmm. aunt didn't have like hasn't been put in that position of like, well, no husband now. See what you're gonna do with your life. And my cousins are grown up also, but still, you know, mm -hmm. like. These other women that I was working with, they were put in that position. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't know, damn. Like, I really want to talk to your aunt and to this other person that I want to talk to mm -hmm. about this. <laughs> Because it's not only, yes, in a, in a female perspective kind of way, mm -hmm. uh, where I'm very intrigued as to their experience. Mm-hmm. From, from that older generation that we were kind of revolutionizing against. Yeah. But also just as a human, just as a person, trying to have these conversations and this awareness with yourself mm -hmm. at 40, at 50, at 60. What, what is that like? Because also, one of my coworkers now, she just turned 60. And I was mm -hmm. like, What is turning 60 like? <laughs> And she took it very well. Uh, she's okay. really nice. She's English. Uh, and, mm. and she was like, oh, it's a blast. She, she's just like, I, I adore getting old and, all, and having all this experience and learning stuff. And I was like, that's the right attitude right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But you know, like maybe not everyone can have that attitude, or or I don't I don't know. It's difficult to talk about generalizing, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm intrigued, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, we can definitely arrange for a pocket, I guess. You said definitely, so you make it happen. <laughs> sure, we'll see <laughs> how her, her crazy schedule is all right yeah very well any further thoughts no not really i feel like that was a very nice cup of tea interesting places we got to yeah, yeah. out of you going to mexico <laughs> i know very existential uh, yeah a um, little. well i mean I, it kind of makes sense. Because again, it's that thing that I was saying of like, we're actually in that stage. Yeah. The emerging adulthood. Where it's like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What is your record today? I'm intrigued because you didn't tell me what it was. Yes. Okay. I, I now you need to watch it because I feel like it can be on, a, on another cup of tea. Uh, but today... While I was watching like a bunch of Jokoi uh, comedy shows, which is not my rec, but, uh -huh. but if you don't know Jokoi, you should go watch him because he is really funny and I really like him. Um, okay. I saw that John Leguizamo mm -hmm. um, has a new. Weird, like as Leguizamo, but whatever. Uh -huh. Leguizamo? There's no I. I don't know. Maybe I made it up. That's what I mean. Like, Maybe I you know. did. 
Maybe Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I have no idea. Anyway. Um, he. Uh, he has a, a stand-up show called Latin History for Morons. <laughs> and it's amazing. It is truly, truly amazing. You need to watch it. Okay. And okay. we need to have a conversation about it. All right. Because you know sure. that I've been having for like a while, a while, mm -hmm. a lot of, again, <laughs> existentialism about my identity in a, mm -hmm. in a, not race, but what's the other thing? Ethnicity. Ethnic? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in an in a, in a ethnic way of like being Latino and being white and being, you know, mix i guess mm -hmm. I, I i i'm very mm -hmm. lost about it i need to do a lot of thinking about it um <laughs> but yeah theorizing yeah watch it we need to watch it we need to talk about it it is amazing okay sure i will to I some will extent watch. i will give you this little hint to some extent okay. i don't, I don't mm -hmm. know that i can compare it a hundred percent but In a sense, and I, and I hope you see this, there's mm. a little bit of some Hamilton vibes in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how you're imagining it, but you need to watch it and then be like, oh, I see what you meant about oh, Hamilton. I see. Or okay, not. Okay, now I'm, you imagining, know? I'm imagining something else. What Because did you imagine first? I first thought it was... A stand-up show from what you were saying. It is a stand-up comedy show. Oh. It is well, a stand-up comedy show. Is it like show. a drunk history kind of thing? No, I don't know what the like drunk that. history is. It's this me that can be my rig because I'm blank. I'm blank right now. So drunk <laughs> history are these videos where actors and comedians uh tell some part of history, but they are drinking. So mm -hmm. I think they have to read it or something like that. And it's hilarious because they are telling you like stuff that really happened, but in a funny way because they're drunk. So it's like mm. saying, oh, yeah, so Hamilton, like he did some money thing, right? I mean, I don't know. He he was like the secretary. And then so it's like, yeah, he was the secretary of treasury, dude. Don't you remember? And like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like. Cool I feel it's, like it's I've seen YouTube. something along the lines of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, oh, there was this other show, but right now I don't remember what it was. So maybe I can wreck it later. But um, what's his face? Mm, Big Mouth Kid. Jamalini? The other one. Nick? Yeah, Nick Kroll Nick was in it. Nick Kroll. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's like the the second part of, of a movie thing, but they turned it into a series. Oh okay. my God, have you not seen this? It is also hilarious and you also need to watch it. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I think I actually saw something with him and John Mulaney on Netflix. Uh -huh. that, because So the other day um, when I was watching something with my dad then he was um waiting for his clothes to dry <laughs> uh-huh and so i 
was playing, um, I don't know if it was Razzle Dazzle or the Hey Big Boy, um, but one of those. And he wasn't paying any attention to it. It's like, eh, okay, I'll just do something else. And mm-hmm. it appeared like on the suggestions, this other thing with, yeah, with John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Mm. Did you find it? It's I I didn't find it in Netflix, so I'm wondering where it is. I think mm-hmm. it's in Prime. Interesting. Well, I have an anti-rec now. Just that What's I, your I just thought about it. How is that a thing? So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just um I don't know if it's a hot take or just a rant. Because so one day I was at the supermarket and I got I got some grapes without reading the label. Uh-huh. Then I go oh, back no. and everything. What? Did you get the candy cane? Not the candy cane. Yes, the the I cotton did. candy I grapes. <gasps> got the cotton candy grapes. And so I saw it. Ew. I read the thing. I regretted them. I was like, this is fucking disgusting. And now my gra- like my grandma just came by and she oh god. And she gave me this with grapes that she froze because frozen are tolerable. But she it's like candy? cotton candy grapes without noticing that she got them. And yesterday, <gasps> oh, I found it. She came by and she was like, "Oh, you should, you guys should eat some of the grapes because they're very ripe." And I was like, "Ugh." And then I went to the fridge and I saw them. And I was like, "You fucking have cotton candy grapes. That is that is gross, disgusting. It is very. gross." So now well, I have cotton candy grapes here. That is very gross, and I understand mm-hmm. the anti-rec thing. Yeah. I do. Don't get that. Um, horrible. No, they are. Ew. <laughs> I, I know the thing. So the thing that I was watching with Nick Kroll is the history mm-hmm. of the world. The cra- What's the name in English, though? It's in Spanish. La loca historia del mundo parte dos. What's the name in English, though? The crazy history of the world part two. Is it? Is it? Is I it? I don't know. It I don't have my phone with me, so I can't look it up. Crazy. History of the world. The crazy history. No, I hate that. I'm not going to do that. No, ASMR. It is, it is, it is. The crazy history of the world? No, it's just history of the world part two. Mm. Is part one called the crazy history of the world? I don't know. No, it's just history of the world. Nicolas Cage did this show on Netflix that I started watching but I didn't finish called Mm. The History of Curse Words or something like that. That sounds funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I might watch that. Uh, so, no, it's just crazy history of the world. And apparently that was a, what's his, Mel Brooks movie back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did a crazy uh, a history of the world part two. And it's a series. And it's really funny. And it gives me, I think, that sort of like drunk. History? Drunk history vibe thingy. Because mm-hmm. they're telling history. But in a funny way. Um, but but I mm, I won't compare it to to Latin history for Morans, just because okay. I I I just really want you to see it for yourself and 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 come back to me and tell me about it. All right. Okay. Yes. I can do that. Very well. Good. That can be our next episode then. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Since we wrecked and anti-wrecked like a bunch of things, I think we're done. Yes, yes, it's safe to say. <laughs> Very well. Okay. Well, we hope you join us for another cup of tea next week.
Okay, bye. Thanks for sharing a cup of tea with us. To watch more episodes of A Cup of Tea, click the link on the right. If you want to watch Pockets in the Universe, go to the playlist on the left.